Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Optimist. I am Elijah. Thank you for being here with me. I am here with you every weekday so I can tell you my thoughts, my feelings on our news stories of the day. So I can also bring you some good news, I give you a self-help step of the day, a little kindness act, if you will, and of course, give you a positive quote. Uh, today is the 7th of April. It is into the fourth week of social distancing for a lot of us here in the U.S. Um, some of us have more drastic measures than others. Uh, that's not just in the U.S., that's worldwide. So depends on where you are, where you're listening. But uh, that is what's happening for us currently. As we continue with this for the foreseeable future, what moves can we make to try to make things better? How can we get through it together? I bring you all sorts of stories on that. Um, today's episode is going to be one that uh, is going to be personal for me. And for some of you, it may not ring as personal, but I please listen to it. Um, and... I hope it uh, gives you a, a uh, something to think about. All right. So thank you very much, everybody. We're about to get into it here on The Daily Optimist. So I'm just going to do uh, one news story today. It is a... Uh, a personal news story um, for me, but uh, not for me alone. This is how many people are feeling currently. Um, so I just want to focus on this today, give you my thoughts and experiences on this. And, you know, just let uh, people be aware that this is something that for pe persons of color, we do have to think about. And, uh, you know, the, the news story is about wearing masks out in public as a person of color. Um, so, obviously, there's a big difference between wearing a um, traditional style-looking uh, face mask, like for painting, or the N95 mask, versus a homemade style-looking mask. Um, there's a, a vast difference, and for Persons of color, you know, uh, specifically black men, uh, you know, uh, Latino men, you know, that is a way of possibly looking more suspicious than we already do. All right. I know some of you don't like to think about this, don't like to hear about this, think I'm making stuff up, but it is it's true, I can tell you from experience, being racially profiled in in my lifetime. Um, I myself haven't uh, been out often during the social distancing, staying at home. But uh, I did go out today because I had to grow groceries. No, I didn't go grocery shopping. My wife has been doing that because, you know, uh, of certain factors in my life. Um, but I had to go out and do some shopping today for a couple of things we needed. And, um, you know, with the CDC's new guidelines of wearing a mask, 
my wife and I have a mask, and mine, or ours, I should say, it looks very, um, very uh, cheerful, I guess is the word. I, I can't think of another word at the moment, but it's non-threatening. It's a yellow mask with, like, I don't even remember, bugs on it or something. Uh, um, my wife got it from somebody she knows who is making them. Uh, so it is not by any means a scary looking mask but uh I still had some awkward fears while I was wearing it because it's a mask um one I'm not used to wearing masks and two as I was walking around you know I could tell that people were looking at me um and maybe it's just because I was wearing a mask I I don't know if it necessarily has to do with the fact that I am a person of color, but it's, I did not feel very comfortable wearing this. I haven't even talked with my wife about this yet. Um, I'm going to talk with her about this in just a moment, but I needed to do it for safety. But there, there are a lot of people out there who live in much more dangerous areas than I do and who live in areas where um, police officers may be patrolling, and if they see a person of color walking down the street with a mask, it may not be, um, so simple for them. You know, uh, people who have had to create their own mask out of a bandana, you know, a a lot of gang-related activity wears bandanas, so you... There's a possibility you maybe thought of that you're in a gang at this point. I don't know. Um, I'm just going by, you know, what statistics might be, you know. And um, some of you don't understand racial profiling, don't think it is exists. But uh, there's a study by the Stanford Open, Open Policing Project. They did a study from 2011 to 2017, which examined 100 million traffic and pedestrian stops and found that officers generally stop blacks at a higher rates than whites. And in recent years, uh, there have been more high-profile shootings of black men. So these fears are real. These fears are substantial. They have a backing. Um, safety is um imperative but uh (laughs) safety from what um i don't i'm not a criminal i don't want to look like a criminal i don't want to be mistaken for a criminal because you know there's dangerous racial stereotypes out there that uh i could be a criminal especially if i'm wearing a mask so i'm you know i'm reading a story about um how a professor, um, uh, an economics professor at Ohio State University is, you know, basically saying, he tweeted out the other day about not doing this because of these factors. Um, so you can find his tweet. It's Aaron, Aaron Thomas put this tweet out. Um, he's an educator in Columbus, Ohio as well. And there, uh, if you know who Shannon Sharp is, he's a former tight end, and now he does uh, a, a talk, sports talk 
uh, commentary show on uh, um, FS1 in the mornings. And he was talking about his experience. He went into a bank with a uh, bandana as his homemade face mask and then realized that he should not be wearing this bandana out in public because of the stigma it has on it. So he took that mask down. <laughs> so what? what's the best way to be? Um, is it safer to be safe from one thing, but not necessarily safe from another? Um, you know, the ACLU is, um, you know, working on trying to make people feel more comfortable with with this, but they understand that this is not an easy topic right now. Um, and this topic is not for everybody. And I know that some of you are going to think this is BS, but uh, for others, this is life. And I just wanted you to know my experiences and um, understand that I am not I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not looking for anything from anybody. I just wanted you to be aware that this is this is something that I have to deal with and that many many others have to deal with and that um we're hopefully going to be able to come up with a way to make sure that uh we can all be safe in in all ways. All right. So don't hesitate to ask me any questions about that. I'll give you all that information where you can reach out to me uh, near the end of the podcast. So in just a moment, I'll be back with uh, some good news. Okay, good news time. So my first story comes from the world of money. All right, so it actually comes from the CEO of uh, BlackRock, uh, the chairman and CEO of BlackRock. He is uh, readjusting what BlackRock uh, puts money into. Um, There's a lot of ins and outs and money talk here, but he's written letters to all CEOs of companies. informing them that climate change will now become the central tenet of his investment strategy. So he's basically letting all these companies know that he will be investing in companies of um, that are looking to have long-term prospects into um, slowing the uh, climate change. So he wants um, companies that are willing to have a lasting impact um, in a positive way. He is making sure that people know that if they are investing in or uh, putting money or dealing with the you know um, coal, for instance, or um, you know other uh, gas natural gas fired plants, that they will not be. In able to invest with him and uh, have money looked after by him. So he's making sure that all this money is being used to diverting um, or into divesting 
um, into companies that are looking for renewable energy sources and uh, making sure they, they stay compliant with any restrictions that are put on because he realizes that this is incredibly important. Um, this is the largest money money management company in the world, and it will be increasingly disposed to vote against management and board directors when companies are not making su- sufficient progress on sustainability-related disclosures and the business practices and plans underlying them. So basically, like I was saying, he is trying to put um, money into making sure that all these big companies and corporations are following the rules when it comes to... Um, you know, getting rid of toxic waste, if you will, or companies that are involved highly into coal and natural gas. He wants them to be involved in things that are going to help battle climate change. And that is big news because, you know, a billionaire and the biggest money management company in the world, well, you know, that's a lot of power behind that to make people have to sit up and listen and not just, you know, um, small companies, but this is large companies all over the world that uh, he deals with or his company deals with. So that is uh, some positive news on that end. Um, my other positive news story is about CVS and how they are launching more drive through testing in Rhode Island and Georgia. They had already originally put one up in Massachusetts, but uh, it had been very troublesome with the lack of um equipment to get another one up and going but they are now having two additional ones um they're going to be able to provide a large amount of tests to a number of people in these states but you do have to make appointments so you can't just drive up um the you know they're they're going to be doing it through appointment only uh but they're going to be able to really get these uh, a lot faster you have to pre-register and pre-qualify online you won't be permitted without it and uh, they'll be able to test large numbers of people in these states and make real-time decisions about treatment so this is like a big step instead of having to bog down hospitals right away you know with people trying to go in and get testing they're going to be able to do testing and you'll get results um, I don't know how fast this works exactly, but the whole, the whole goal is that it's going to be um, working at a much quicker pace. And then from there, it will be decided upon if you'll, if hospital is, uh, hospitalization is a next step for you to take. So hopefully they can get more of these up and around the country. Um, I know Walgreens, I believe, is working towards doing the same kind of thing. So I'm just hoping that more and more of these places can pop up and not those fake ones that you've heard about as well, but legit testing sites so that pe- more people can get tested and we can uh, help to flatten this curve as much as possible. All right, I will be back in just a moment with a self-help act of the day. So for the self-help or self-care tip of the day is going to be one for you, for me, um, for anybody that has children or for anybody that just um, needs somebody to talk to. Today, I want you all to make sure that uh, 
you have found somebody to talk to and just take some time and be able to discuss any issues that you may be having, fears or whatever thoughts that you may be having on things. Um, you know, I talk to my children about it, my wife. Sometimes just being able to talk about it with, with them allows you to, uh, you know, put your mind more at ease and settle into um, understanding things a little bit more. Sometimes you just need to talk things out to have a little more clarity. And it could also help help your friend, your help your family, help a loved one, help help anybody else out. So if you don't need to talk, you know, reach out to somebody else and see if they need to talk. And I'm not just saying reach out like say, hey, how, hey, how are you? But like really, truly ask somebody if, if they're okay, like if there's anything they need to talk about. Um, because some people may not feel uh, like they can actually reach out for help. So, you know, if you're in a position where you can reach out to them and offer your help, then please do that. You know, we could all, we all need help sometimes. And some of us uh, have a harder time asking for it than others. But some of us will accept it if others offer it up. So if you can offer it up, great. If you if you are in need of it, please, please, it's okay to ask for it. Okay? Don't feel bad. Don't be worried. Ask for it if you need it. And if uh, nobody else wants to talk to you, which I certainly hope is not the case, but you can reach out to me and I will talk to you if you need to. All right. So if, if, uh, if, if anything, you can always reach out to me. I'll give you my email address. It is the Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. The Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. All right, you can reach out to me. I'll reach out to others too, but you can always reach out to me. All right, I'll be back in just a moment to give you your quote of the day. My quote today comes from James Baldwin, the activist, civil rights activist, the poet, playwright, author. All right, it goes like this. I can't be a pessimist because I am alive. To be a pessimist means that you have agreed that human life is an academic matter. So I am forced to be an optimist. I am forced to believe that we can survive. Whatever we must survive. All right, one more time. I can't be a pessimist because I am alive. To be a pessimist means that you have agreed that human life is an academic matter. So I am forced to be an optimist. I am forced to believe that we can survive. Whatever. We must survive. And we will. We will survive. We will survive together. Okay? So, being alive means that you believe you can get through this day, next day. Um, and together, we, we can make sure that... We do get through these next days, these next weeks, and, you know, the fight isn't just once the uh, social distancing ends. It's a constant thing to be, to be able to survive and be an optimist, alright? So, don't give up. Don't give up. We must survive. Whatever, we must survive. Thank you very much for getting through today's episode of The Daily Optimist. 
My name, of course, is Elijah. I'll be here with you every weekday, reading some news stories, talking about it, giving you some positive news, and uh, always a self-care tip. But if you have any tips or quotes or anything from me, please, please reach out to me. You can email me at thedailyoptimist at yahoo.com. That is thedailyoptimist at yahoo.com. You can reach out to me on Facebook. That is the Daily Optimist Podcast on Facebook at the Daily Optimist Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Daily Opt Pod at the Daily O P T P O D. I'd love to hear from you because you hear from me. All right, everybody. Until next time, be well. <laughs>